featuring interviews and commentary from Animal Rights Zone, the online social network for humans who seek justice for other animals. You can find us on the web at www.arzone.net. I'm your host, Carolyn Bailey. Today's episode features Ronnie Lee responding to questions about his history as the founder of the Animal Liberation Front and what he thinks the roles of the ALF and direct action should be today. Ronnie, does it does it um, does it bother you that people see you as the ALF? I mean, did, you know, do a lot of people is that what when people see you or hear about you is that what they think you are? Have they, you know what I mean? Do they just have they just sort of reduced you to that one aspect of your life? And if they have, does that bug you? I think I think some people have. I think people that don't know me, people that know me well, don't do that. But the, the people that don't don't know me so well, maybe just heard of me. That's kind of how they see me. That oh, there's this guy that's the founder of the ALF, and even that's not really true because it wasn't just me that founded it. It's just that because I've carried on had a higher profile in the movement yeah. it tends to get put down just as me um it kind of it's got both a, a positive and a negative aspect I, th- I think the positive aspect is that it might that, that kind of it might make people listen more to what what to say and i might be able to kind of talk to those people then against vegan i mean i've had people on facebook saying yay you know you know, the ALF's great, and you know, <laughs> let's smash and burn, basically. You know, yeah. I mean, they shouldn't be putting those kind of things on Facebook anyway, but some people do, you know what they're like. Yeah. And, um, and it gives me an opportunity to say, yeah, it's kind of all very well saying that, but, you know, we aren't really going to be able to do it that way in reality, the direct act. We're not going to kind of... Um, we're not going to win the, the great victory through direct action. That's not... That's not realistic. So you kind of have to really concentrate on the outreach and political action. They're the two main things. You know, mainly vegan outreach and then political action. The direct action is only ever going to be a very small thing anyway, because in reality, there's only ever going to be a small number of people prepared to do it. You see, yeah. so you've got to get it in the thing in perspective. And, you know, I try to get people. And then. And then the, the people will agree with me. They'll say, yeah, 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 you know, yes, yes, you're right. You know, that's that's absolutely true. Because when people think about it, that's got to be right, hasn't it? That's got to be how it how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so it is a way of being able to connect with people that are maybe thinking along the, the kind of smash and burn and see that that's not, you know, we aren't really going to we aren't really going to do it that way, you know, to be honest. And so, yeah, but it kind of, you know, I'd like more people to to understand what what I'm into now, and and, and above all, why, you know, why vegan outreach is important, because there's a lot of people that don't uh, that don't understand that. They think it's it's kind of a waste of time. Well, how are you going to achieve anything through that? And, you know, we get that that that, that over here in. Um, in, in, in this country, all over the world, I suppose, there's people that say, you know, well, you know, what's that achieving? Isn't it better to kind of, you know, go on a demo outside a place and, you know, that, that kind of stuff, you know, because it seems more active and, 
or let's campaign against this laboratory and get this laboratory closed down. Isn't that more important than vegan outreach? What's vegan outreach between the TV is just people sat down eating vegan food. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that actually some people have got. And so, you know, it's important to be able to explain to people why it is important and, you know, why not just that it's important, but that it's essential if we're going to, to really change things. It's easy to mistake activity for getting something done. You know, I think yeah. people, people, people want to think that if they if they do a particular, you know, if they stand somewhere with signs in their hands and they do something, you know, because they've because they've been involved in an activity, that that means that they've accomplished something. Where it, that may not be the case. I mean, it may you know they may be accomplishing something, but they they may not be. And I know that some, you know, there have been a, a number of books out recently about effective ways to engage with the community to try to make a difference in the, in the way that we ought to learn lessons from, you know, from marketing and public relations as well as studies of human behavior, how people make decisions and why they make decisions and so forth. Because, you know, if you're going to spend your time doing outreach, it would seem like you'd want to do it in the most effective way possible. Not just the way that feels yeah, absolutely. you know, like you know, just because you're doing something doesn't mean you're making a difference. And I, I think, I think people, it can be yeah. really hard. I think to to really plan something out and to and to and to be able to know whether or not you're making a difference. And that's a lot of hard work. And I think the temptation is to just get on with doing something. You know, there's a, there's a strong temptation not not re, not to really think about things, but just to kind of, you know knee-jerk react to stuff, you know, um, and that that's a bad thing. You know, we have to think about, you know, before we act, really, um, so that so that we act in, in in the best possible way, and also so we don't we, we don't waste our time. We don't spend time and energy on things that that aren't really going to achieve anything. Yeah, um, because it's as you say, a lot of it's so much about the appearance of things and how people feel. Um, you know what that makes those those people feel like. In other words, oh, that was a good demo. Because I've had people say, oh, that was a great demo. And I start to say, why was that then? Oh, we were we, we shouted at people, and you know, you know, there was a lot of chanting. And I say, we well, yeah, but why is why is that the de- definition of a good demo? Isn't the definition of a good demo a demo that has actually achieved something in terms of helping animals? Not what it made you feel like, but you felt great because you were able to shout at people, and that's that's that, that's that's the problem. That it's so much, it's so much about how people feel themselves, the kind of buzz that it gives to those people that are on the event. You know that they were able to kind of express their anger, you know, and vent their rage at you know at the animal abusers, so to speak. Yeah. Well, yeah, at the, at, at the actual animal abusers, but that, venting rage at animal abusers isn't going to stop them from abusing animals. Very yeah. unlikely to. So, so it's not, it, you know, when you analyse what that's actually really achieved in terms of um, liberating animals or protecting animals, it, it's little or nothing. Whereas something quiet that, that, that some people might consider to be boring may achieve hugely more, you know, may, may be, be so much, much, much more effective. Than, than doing a lot of shouting. Thank you for listening to AR Zone. 
please visit us online at www.arzone.net and look for us on iTunes.